this is another episode of Yellow Coat Docs. I'm Jessica, and I wanted to cover a few topics that happened in the past couple of weeks. It's been two weeks, two full weeks of the school year. I meant to record one a couple days ago, but you know, weekends. So I'm doing it a little late than I had planned. But I just wanted to cover, you know, what it was like for the first week of school starting the doctorate program and then kind of really starting to get into the swing of things come week two. The first thing that was absolutely just pissing me off and it kind of has nothing to do with school at all is freaking traffic. So those of you who know, the traffic here in Honolulu is fucking terrible so I the first week of school it was like a back to school jam is what we call it when um really UH um comes back into session because it just creates a lot of um morning traffic now I was expecting it yes to be heavier but it was crazy busy as if What COVID, everyone's going back to work, nobody's teleworking, everyone's going back to school. I mean, I had allotted to be in traffic for an hour and that first day of work from my house in Waipahu all the way to the UH campus in Manoa took an hour and 20 minutes. So I was late to work. Uh, And on top of that, you know, it just got worse in the afternoon and then the next day and then the day after that and repeat. Luckily, however, traffic has gotten better the second week and even the start of week three um, today. Well, actually, I didn't go in the morning, so I don't know what traffic is like today, but hopefully it'll be even better than the two weeks before it. So for fun, because, you know, I'm at a freaking standstill for so long that I, yes, safely enabled Siri to um, do a voice memo for me. So I recorded myself in traffic because, you know, what the hell else am I doing? Um, So this is, I believe, a a morning commute sometime last week. And I'm just going to play you that that snippet right now. Okay. So I'm like hella stuck in traffic right now. It's stop and go. Might I say that Google and Apple Maps are a bunch of liars, okay? Every time they say whatever, it's going to take 27 minutes, 36 minutes, and it's usually plus 20 minutes from there. So, it, I mean, it keeps updating. I started kind of tracking it, and the traffic keeps updating, and I don't know why my starting point, they think it's going to be, you know, 30 minutes. And then suddenly it jumps up to the correct time, which is actually 45 to 50 minutes of my commute. But anyway, it's stop and go. I feel like I'm choosing the wrong lane. I've just witnessed the end of a fender, three car fender bender. I didn't actually see it, but the three cars were trying to pull over, which again now caused Um, Even more traffic, but luckily I'm in the far left lane and it was in the far right lane. I mean, Honolulu, come on. What's going on here? Seriously, guys, like what is happening with all of this traffic? And even for 
my school, the parking lot's not even close to being full, so I know it's not my university. So I don't know where the hell everybody is going, but they sure as hell is not staying home. I mean, myself included, but you know what I mean. I was really hoping for some COVID traffic, and um, I'm not getting that at all, <laughs> which sucks. <laughs> this is very much close to uh, pre-pandemic traffic patterns here, which is not cool. Not cool. I went from at most a 15-minute commute to on a best day is a 45-minute commute. FML, people. Hashtag FML. So that was my traffic story that I wanted to share. I just felt the need to just really get it out. It's very cathartic when you're in traffic and just needing to... um, release your feelings to nobody in a car um but in this case i get to share it with everybody or at least everybody who's listening right now so anyway let's get past the traffic thing with the start of school learning how to be a researcher and a scholar has really been a theme in the first week and i guess what i didn't realize as a phd is that we are going to be or are now scholars and researchers and the mandatory class that we have to take is really starting to not just teach us but train us to be those novice researchers and scholars because eventually we're going to have to do that for our dissertation and eventually as PhDs that is what we do. We are scholars and as scholars, we are researchers because by doing research, we can create new theories and new ideas and hopefully new innovations um, for specifically my PhD in education. So it was really kind of eye opening to really grasp this idea of what PhDs do and what PhDs in learning design and technology do. And because this is sort of a realm that I haven't been really exposed to in terms of academics, it's been really eye-opening to learn all of these things. But on the other hand, it's also been a struggle because this is something that's not in my wheelhouse. That gap of knowledge between um, what I do know, which is communication, And what I'm trying to learn even further, which is learning design and technology, might be the crux of where this anxiety is coming from. I mean, the PhD program is already hard, period. But what is scary is that I've entered a PhD program that I have no background in academically and barely just scratched the surface in terms of industry. So I think it's natural for me to feel like I'm in over my head, but I do take comfort in knowing that a lot of my cohort may also be in the same boat. So misery does love company, and I do take some comfort in knowing that they're right here with me on the same boat because I feel like, If we all empathize with what we're going through, then I think 
we know how to work together to get through it together. And I think as a cohort, that's probably going to make us feel closer since we are stuck with each other for the next two or three years. Um, And don't get me wrong, I actually off the bat meeting the eight other um, members of this cohort has been really cool. We've already had to divide up into groups. Speaking of groups, let's 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 talk about group work, the dreaded group work. So, you know, I'd like to think of myself as a team player, like for real. But with that comes my expectation that you are equally as good of a team player that I am. And I'd like to think I give 100%. You know, I, I definitely am not that person that wants to be the weakest link. And when I do see myself as the weakest link, it only makes me want to work harder because I don't want to be that girl that, you know, says I didn't do much or that other people are doing more. So I really hope because this is doctoral level kind of work that everyone in my cohort has that same mindset and is willing to put in the work and work with each other and not just fly by the skin of your teeth because I feel like that's not going to fly here in a PhD program or any PhD program for that matter. And I have to believe that if they got into the program just like I did, that they're worthy of this doctorate and that they're responsible enough to know how to work in a team and thrive in working in a team environment. With that said, it still sucks (laughs) to work in a group because I think What's good and bad is that there's different perspectives, um, but also work ethic could be different. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I'm I'm that bitch that when the bill comes in, I just pay it because I don't understand why people just wait to pay it. Wait right up until the deadline. That's my mom, by the way. Um, right up until the deadline to pay their bill. I was like, why? Why would you want that hanging over your head? Like for me, it's like, if something gets on my plate, I'm working so hard to get it off my plate. So once a statement comes through, I'm like, just pay it. This is the reminder right now. Why am I waiting till later? You know, but I do understand that there are some people who work differently from me. Um, and that's a challenge for me because taking that example of paying a bill when it comes in, doing an assignment ahead of time as much as possible And finishing it ahead of time as possible is what I like to do. So I usually like to finish an assignment maybe two days in advance. And then I just sit on it. Just because I'm finished with it doesn't mean I turn it in. It's I sit on it and I think about it, you know, in the background thinking, oh, maybe I could change that. Or an idea comes like, oh, I can change it real quick, you know, like for the better. So finishing assignment doesn't necessarily mean turning it in. But I just want to relax because if I end up turning in that assignment, you know, the way I finished, I didn't make any more edits after when I thought it was done. I'm okay with that. At least I was waiting around. I'm basically not a procrastinator. Like I don't thrive in working on the 11th hour, pulling something out of my ass to turn in by 11.59 p.m. That's not me. I'm totally cruising. In fact, I'm already working on next week's 
um, assignments or projects. You know, I like to work ahead because I I already have high blood pressure and I don't need that stress of I got to hurry up and finish this because I'm not done. That's I would probably just die of high blood pressure and anxiety because I don't thrive in that kind of environment. So if I ever had to choose my own group, um, it would definitely be people who are not like that because it would just piss me off. You know, it's like, oh my God, can you just finish it? You know, and, and um, I think that's my one reservation I have about group work is working with people that are exact opposites of you. Um, you know, you can't help it if you're forced into groups. So it is what it is and I'll have to figure out and deal with it. But that doesn't mean I have to like it either. Um, with that said, I have two classes this semester. One class, my required class, we just spent like literally the last five minutes of class on that first day. Like, okay, um, how you guys want to split up into groups? You know, and it was during our Zoom meeting and we just kind of obviously it was quiet for like the first couple seconds. But our professor kind of led us, you know, how we might be able to break into groups. And before I know it, we have three groups. However, my other class, which is, which is an elective and includes master's program students, this one, I mean, is a straight up clusterfuck. Okay, so she had us put in, you know, a proposal for topics of our project. With that became a way to gauge how we want to break into groups. However, I've reached out to three different people in class no one's replied to me so we are allowed to do it on our own um honestly i don't mind if i do it on my own i just think um you know just do something out of your comfort zone so i i am willing to form a group if the person's right you know but at the end of the day if i gotta do it by myself i'm totally cool with that too but right now i'm just trying to make an effort to create a group now what's not helping the cause is that no one's replied to me. Wow, I'm really starting to think maybe they don't actually want to be in my group. <laughs> I guess I'll update you in the next podcast to see if I'm in a group or not. But I just feel like I put myself out there. I reached out to people as of late. I have not heard anything back. And now I'm really starting to think it's me. So, <laughs> wow. Okay, well, that's a revelation I just had. Um, yeah, let me update you on the next episode to see if um, I'm working alone or working in a group. Um, so with that, it, it was just this weird juxtaposition of how we're creating groups. And I feel like for this class, we're working so hard to make a group when there's not that much more people in this class than it was in the other class. And I just felt like if our professor had just given us 10 to 15 minutes to just hash this out verbally, like in class, like we would have just done it. So to do it online asynchronously through a span of say a week and a half, I mean, this is taking much longer than it needs to. And I think it's become more complicated than it needs to be because everyone's trying too hard. So that kind of brings me into the next topic of asynchronous versus synchronous classes. This program is done synchronously, all online, however. Now, what's different is that when I did the master's program at Washington State, 
it was all asynchronous. So all of our classes were outlined for us. It was just our choice of in what order to take, except our first and last classes had to be the same ones. And otherwise, you would just watch a recording of the professor and you just, as long as you finish everything before the deadline, you're all good. This, however, this is my first time doing synchronous classes. So I have classes Monday night at 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And then my other class is Wednesday night, 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And for me, I'm like totally grandma status, okay? I eat dinner inside of this time frame. I take a shower inside of this time frame. So now I've had to decide, should I shower before class uh, or after class? And should I eat dinner before class or after class? You know, and it's so weird. I really feel like it cuts into my day or, or evening rather because it just goes well into um, darkness. And it's really weird. I've never done this before. So I think it's definitely going to be an adjustment for me. Um, to work in this evening hours, two days out of the week. Because I I really just feel like it's like this prime time of, you know, doing home stuff. And now it all has to be pushed aside or on pause every Mondays and Wednesdays because of class. So it's it's really interesting. It's It's kind of throwing my body clock out of whack or especially Wednesdays because I work. And then I got to rush home. I have maybe a couple hours or less to, you know, do whatever. And and then I have to be like on again by 5 p.m. And when I mean on again, I mean, you know, not tired, um, still looking presentable for Zoom. You know, I'm not in like home clothes or anything. So I usually just keep on my work clothes. But yeah, it's just weird. And I don't know how much I like it. <laughs> For one class, that's what I got to see um, a flipped classroom and really work inside a flipped classroom. A flipped classroom is this idea where you do the lectures and the learning, the readings on your own. And when it comes to class time, that is when you can have group discussions, you can have activities, you know, anything that needs um, collaboration or like a, it almost acts like a lab um, where you actually put to what you learned on your own, which is the lectures and the readings, and now you get to play it out, right? Or have that group discussion. And I've always wanted to try it myself as a teacher, but I was just trying to keep my head above water last year. So, you know, I was that boring teacher who did a lecture and then did an assignment after. Um, I know I, I, I strive to not want to do that, if I'm ever teaching again, but it, it really is hard. So to be involved in a flipped classroom has been so awesome so far that, but I almost feel like it only works in upper level or higher education settings because students are responsible enough to read the lectures and the readings and come prepared before class. I honestly believe if we did this in high school, no one's going to read the lectures. No one's going to do the readings so that now then you have to use your class time for the kids to catch up and then you never actually get to do the flipped activities. I don't know. I mean, someone could tell me that I'm totally wrong and give me an example, which I would absolutely love in a K-12 setting. 
Um, it's just in my experience, it worked because we are all adults and we know what is needed to be done and we, we come ready for class. Um, but that honestly made it for the fastest two and a half hours of class that I've had. Obviously, it's only been two weeks of school so far, but um, I really enjoyed it. Like it was just one thing after another, after another, after another. And yeah, before you know it, I mean, 730 rolled around and it was time to leave. So I thought it was really great. And, you know, like I said, me being tired because it's already the evening time and have to be on. When you're doing activities like this, it just doesn't feel like work and um, it's just a lot more fun and I'm fully capable of doing whatever readings or work that needs to be done before class. So I'm looking forward to experiencing more of what this flipped classroom concept looks like, um, you know, played out. Um, so that's definitely one thing that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Um, another thing that's super interesting that kind of really blew my mind about the PhD program is this idea of being scholars. And I mentioned that in the beginning, but, you know, for one of our assignments, we had to, we, my professor really started talking about like conferences and in my head, I was like, wow, she's really spending like a lot of time of like what a conference is. Like, I know what a conference is. But I guess that was a really long introduction into, you know, as a scholar, as a researcher, you could be presenting your work at a conference. It's it's I don't want to say expected, but it's usually what happens in this kind of space. So with that, it looks like when we formed groups, you know, we are essentially creating a research topic and forming a conference presentation and i was like that's cool okay you know make make a presentation for a conference yeah it wasn't just for like like a general conference like for fun this is like for a legit conference that happens in the spring to which she highly recommends that we as a group present it at this conference and i'm like say what <laughs> so <laughs> i was like it really hit me like, wow, this shit is getting real now. You know, we, we aren't playing in pretend land. Like we are essentially almost like apprentices, you know, under the wing of our professors in this program. So these assignments are like real, you know, like we really need to think about as if we are preparing to present this paper or presentation at a conference, which is kind of scary um, because, you know, when it's all pretend and it's just in the safe haven of a classroom, you know, whatever. Right. But knowing that you got to get it right, you know, because this is for, you know, somewhat public consumption, um, you know, for the attendees that go to this conference. So you can't have your research wrong. You know, that would just be career suicide in that way, right? You don't want to be labeled as that person that just outright lied. Not that I ever lie on my papers, FYI. I just want to make that clear. It's just more like you need to come correct and not have anything wrong. It almost needs to be, in terms of execution and the way it's done, it almost needs to be flawless, right? The research itself, the content, obviously nothing's perfect. And perhaps part of the presentation can be 
um, outlining the flaws of of a paper or the research that you've done. So it's just this idea of like, oh, my God, we actually have to like make this conference ready. Thank God it's just um, highly recommended because obviously the class would be over by, you know, the fall semester and it's they can't hold that against you because the conference is in the spring. You're like, what are they going to do? Gr- wait till spring to grade you on this? No. So in that regard, we kind of off the hook and and it is highly recommended as opposed to required. But it's still at that level, at that caliber where, you know, if you wanted to propose this to for submission, I mean, it should be good to go. So with, with that kinds of things in mind, it's like, holy shit, this thing's like fucking real. So that's also really scary, but also kind of exciting as well, because I don't know, I guess I didn't expect that to do kind of real work. But now that my idea of, you know, what a PhD program is and what it means to be a PhD, it's really kind of starting to open my eyes and fully understand this space that I thought it was one thing and it's so much more than that. And that idea is very exciting to me and also very stressful because I still have to do it. But um, I, I mean, not to be like a nerd or anything, but it's I'm actually kind of excited to to get it going and get it started and to just sort of live and work and play in this space. Uh, I think it's going to be really fun. That's my topic for this week. Sorry to keep ranting on and on and on, but that's just like my dear diary moment. And um, yeah, hope you guys tune in next week. See ya.